What's going on, everybody? This is What's the Wave episode number three. And guess what? Everyone is here now, thankfully. My name is Brandon. What's going on, fellas? What's up, man? What we talking about? Uh, how's the weeds going for y'all? Like, what's going on? Listen, I'm sorry. First off, first off, first oh, off. Before we get nah, into, nah, 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 before nah. we get into the weeds, my bad. Whoa. <laughs> my bad for missing out for last week. Uh, I got tied up, man. Uh, to be honest, I fell asleep. It's all right. We can keep going. We can keep going. That's what we do here. So, here we go. So, Le'Veon Bell has not gotten his contract. Again, but Todd Gurley got paid. I don't know the exact money. You know the belt? I don't. I forgot. It was like four years, sixty mil, yeah. forty-five guaranteed. Yeah, among like one of the highest-paying running backs in the league. So, I don't know. I have a, I have a problem with this. I love Todd Gurley. I think he's probably top three running back in the league. But he's great. He's great. He's great. But Le'Veon Bell deserves his money. When you think about what the Steelers do or the What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the lack of when they when he's missing, it's a big deal, and and from what it looks like, the Steelers are look to look at to move forward without him, hmm. and he deserves his money. What do y'all think? Because I don't. I mean, to be quite honest, man, it kind of breaks like my heart a little bit because I know how much passion he puts into being a Steeler and to being a running back, to being a back piece to this great offense that we we once knew. And we once knew they're still high powered. Yeah, they're still high powered. But here's the problem: since he's gonna be upset, you think he's really gonna play how he really needs to play or how he used to? Play? Well, the thing if is, I don't get my money, I'm I'm not giving you giving you 100. percent But but you also gotta realize too. He's gonna be paying to get paid. He'll be playing to get paid by yeah. another team. Yeah, and then once a t- everybody knows how good he is. Uh, yeah. So all he has to do is just act for a trade, right? It's it's not that simple because even with the franchise tag, he's still being he's still being paid a hefty amount. He just wants the he's commitment ne- from the Steelers. Yes, but that hasn't happened. So does he really deserve to sit there and wait for that? He doesn't. But you have to understand. He needs he he's going to need to play on his contract simply because he's going to have to get paid. He wants to get paid. He wants yes, he wants yes. a team and to commit to him. You don't think another while. team is able to pay him more or get him out of that? You don't think there's no team? Absol- that- absolutely, but the Steelers no, they still have a job to do, and that's still win the championship, knock off Brady, take out take care of the Jaguars. Okay, but here's the issue with that: if I'm not getting paid, I'm not playing the way you need me to play. But if I'm getting tired of you playing with my money and not me feeling un- mistreated, I'm not going to give you 100%. So you would sit out. I'm not saying I would sit out. I'm just not giving you 100%. Because why am I giving you 100% commitment? Kind of, won't that kind of destroy your reputation? It would. That no, would make would you a diva. No, it wouldn't. If it makes me a diva, this is why I'm saying I would ask for a trade. I'm not giving you 100% if you can't commit to me as being, you know... Respectful that I'm giving you all of this, but you also gotta understand. He's been on the record saying, "I love the Steelers. I will want to be a Steeler for the rest of my life." I would want to. So, but if you don't give me my money, what's gonna happen? I have to excuse. I have to excuse myself. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not understood, gonna but I mean, come on, man. Like this, 
This is your money you're talking about here. If you don't give 100%, what are other teams going to say? You know what? He didn't really like the situation he was playing in, so he didn't really give 100%. I'm not saying I would slack off. But That's I'm literally saying, what you just said. But I'm saying I'm not going to go out there every single play and break my back just so No player does. But, I mean... And he doesn't? He doesn't? No, I'm talking Every about- time he plays, he's out there drawing blood. Correct? So As a running back, you get hit. The most, pretty nah, much, right? This ain't blitz the league, but I'm not saying. That, I'm not that's saying where, that. that's part of where his value is. He's resilient and he goes out and he plays hard. If you're saying you're gonna not give a hundred percent, then that drops your value. Yeah, it makes you a you guy. Yeah. And when you talk about you guys, what is the biggest example of a you guy in the NFL? In the in the history of the NFL, Terrell Owens. Okay. Now. In most cases, because we've seen, we we've seen now. Nah, hold on, hold on. We've seen blackballing happen. Okay. And it's not and and yes, it was for political reasons, clearly. But I guarantee you, which we're gonna get to later, it's gonna have it's gonna happen with uh, Des Bryant because he keeps running his mouth. He's already bitter. happened, basically. I mean, I mean, yeah, but he does. He's not helping his case, and you know. This situation and that his production dropped, so it's like he's not worth. That's money that's true, but but, but if you if you want to talk drop? about if you want to talk about why, like why did his production drop? Maybe he hit a cliff. No, he didn't hit a cliff. He wasn't getting the touches from Dak, and two he wasn't making he the wasn't, plays. Why wasn't he making he's, the plays? He's, he's because dropped. he didn't want to be there. No, it's not even that. It's just no. the fact that Dak just wasn't getting him the ball. Exactly. So once you throw me the ball, I'm, I'm not gonna. Not saying that I'm not gonna care or be there for my team or try to make plays or try not to make plays. I should say, but I'm saying that I'm not gonna give myself a hundred percent. I'm not gonna feel good with this team, and I'm not gonna have chemistry with my team to even make a play. We're not gonna go to the championship. But that, but that's your star though. player, the one that's been holding you down through your offense the entire season. Correct. Isn't happy. What do you think is gonna happen? If you want to transition over to basketball, just like LeBron, when he does, when things go bad in his direction, he doesn't want to play. The team goes downhill regardless, right? That's correct. Okay, so if we switch back over to NFL, you telling me he, Le'Veon Bell doesn't deserve to act like that? Season after season, he's giving his all and he still hasn't gotten paid. But you have people who just got into the league, like Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. getting paid more than him. As a as a Steeler, one of the most popular teams. Right? Correct. I'm giving my 100%. You're not paying me? I have to go. I cannot stay here. See, the LeBron comparison... Please explain. ...is accurate, but it's not accurate. How is it not accurate? Because, yeah, it, no, it's, it's not even that. It doesn't that. matter you, about the league. But, but you also got to understand, too, LeBron, when his performance drops, his the team's performance drops. You're correct about that. Okay. But what do Le'Veon Bell and LeBron James have in common? They're resilient, and they will lead their team when they're not doing too well. Exactly. There has been times where Le'Veon Bell has led this team when Ben Roethlisberger goes on one of his uh, I-forget-how-to-play-football games. Multiple times. Yeah, it's happened multiple times. Now, A lot, actually. Yeah, it's happened a lot. Okay. More than people like to talk about. So, with that being said, yeah, you may not get the same appreciation from whether it be the front office or your team, which I am in uh, to... Backtrack a little. I do think he's getting support from his teammates. I think a lot of his, a lot of his teammates think that is it's nonsense. He's not getting his contract, and James Conner is a guy that they will want to move on to because he's very popular in the in the Pennsylvania area. Okay. But it's not. He's not Le'Veon Bell. 
Exactly my yeah. point. So, question. What? Do you blame the Steelers for doing what they're doing? Like, can you... I can understand why they're doing it. Because he plays the running back position. <laughs> and that position, that position, in terms of all the 11 slots, that's the one that, that drops the quickest. By the time the running back is about 30, that's kind of... That's when they hit their peak. So, I wouldn't... I don't... I wouldn't... And plus, they, they get the most touches and during the game and they, they take the most punishment so I wouldn't want to give all this guaranteed money to somebody that I'm not I'm not saying pay him a hundred million dollars but I'm that's what he's going to demand though exactly based I, even, upon his productivity his even, even if he's trying to ask for that I would say I would give him more than I gave Todd Gurley I'd give him 75 give him 80 well of course cause that was that's what the, the market demands that's what he deserves but if you had a chance to get him for a lot cheaper and franchise tag him and keep him on and you can use but that money why elsewhere would you, for your team. Why would you want to do that if that's your best player and your, if that's providing you see, the wins? Why would you want to do that? See, the, the, I'll tell you why. Because a lot, you, you know what we're all missing in this? He's kind of injury prone too. He is. Because he's is a that, running back. That's he, true. But what I'm saying that is back to my he, point. He, can't, he doesn't deserve money. A quarterback is sometimes injury prone. Who, right. what quarterback, quarterback, quarterback that that's a rare that's a rarity though. Like okay. think about it. Who is the last injury prone quarterback that you can think of that's been a starter in this league in this decade? Andrew Luck. Not even we can start Andrew Luck. We can talk about Andrew Luck has been. I think RG3. he's 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 in a Kawhi Leonard situation. RG3. He's been misdiagnosed so so many times. RG three. Yeah. So okay, RG three. Ben. Ben. Okay. To an extent, uh, because you can even yeah. talk about uh, uh, Bridgewater. Right? We're talking about the quarterbacks, or are we talking about just quarterbacks? Quarterbacks period? in general. We're talking about quarterbacks. I mean, because RG three, he kind of had that one injury, and then after that, he deteriorated. Yeah, that's that's the same I mean, thing. That's, that's the same thing with Teddy too. We kept getting no, no. We're talking about chronic injuries over and we're over. Yeah, about, I'm talking about chronic injuries because that's yeah. That's, Andrew Luck, um, RG three, he got injured again. If you're forgetting, Bridgewater. That was a freak injury. I like like. So that, I don't. It doesn't matter if it's a freak injury or not. He's still but, injury but prone. You, it's, a, I'm still. You're talking about in the last decade. We can talk about injured injured quarterbacks every single day, and I can name one after another after another. Right. I just feel like it's easier to so, replace a running back than it is a quarterback. No, it's not a good one. As good as Bell. Not as good as, but you so can. So then that's what that's the point I'm making. You can get something close for cheaper. No, you cannot. Name I don't know. Name I don't know about close. that. Name something close than cheaper. You can even. I'm not gonna say close because Le'Veon Bell is exactly. There's nobody. But, uh, who else is on his level right now? You have David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott. You yes. have Gurley's in that category. Yes, 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 yes. And they, uh, how much do you think it's gonna cost to pay them for them to want to be on your team? Big time. But but it's the not different the same situation. But, yeah, because they're younger. It doesn't and, then, and, and aside from David Johnson and maybe Ezekiel Elliott to an extent because of his off field troubles, that's you know, they're younger, so and of course they're gonna demand that money. Okay, so he can't get sixty million. He can. He can, but it, it's also a risk too. Mm-hmm. How is it a risk? It's a risk, like we just said. He, I, I don't know how old Le'Veon Bell is. I'm pretty sure he's getting up in. Up there in age, he's close to thirty. Yeah, he's close I to thirty. He's like twenty six, twenty seven. But yeah, if you 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 get him, you extend him for four years, five years, he's gonna be thirty one by the end of his contract. Okay, if that's so the he case. can't get sixty million for five years. It's a risk. But How is that a risk? Because like he, he literally just said, why it's a risk. You know how many touches Le'Veon Bell gets? As a matter of fact, 
I just thought about this. It may not be that bad because I think whether it's next season or the season after, Ben's going to retire. Exactly. Which which means Bell is gonna do what? He's gonna he's gonna maybe get more or uh, less work, but he might get more because you know how hard it is to replace someone like Ben who's been with that organization since two thousand and four. He's the everything he's done for them. So who's gonna be able to back that up on the offense? The only person left, right? Is who? Bell, the one that you can trust. This is what I'm talking about. Got Antonio Brown too. Yes, but who's throwing to him? That's but the problem. I, I understand that, but. Who's throwing to him? Ben Ben made. I'm not saying Antonio. I'm not trying to discredit him at all. Antonio Brown is one of the top, if not one of the greatest, we can talk about. So, my problem is who is throwing the ball? Who's going to replace Ben? A rookie? He's going to be able to give Antonio Brown all the touches that he wants? No, because he can't throw like Ben. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that. But it's very rare that you're going to get a... Come on. You're going to... It's very rare to get a, a stable, sturdy quarterback that's able that to see with. over everything, still take your tackle, and make the throw. That is... I agree with, with the that. arm power. There's somebody, there's somebody... You're telling me there's somebody in the draft in the next three years that can do that? Listen, there's been a lot of transcendent talents that's come out the draft. Come on, it's, like, like, it's like, 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 it's listen on its surface. I, I get what you're saying because you can't possibly compare a quarterback that's coming out of college to someone who's going to lead a franchise for many, many years. You know how I get tall it. He is. I get. You know I get, I get that. He can see over I, the entire dude, defensive you, line. You know, and still get hit. You know what's and you know still funny? make a throw. You know what's funny? You know who? You know who's like that in this draft? Who? That just got drafted. Josh Allen's like that. Okay, is he it's, going it's, to do that in the pros? I I don't know, I but no sure. no one knows. But you like, you have to take a risk to get your t- uh, franchise quarterback. Like like listen, I know listen, people. I know I backtrack on my statements a lot in this one segment. But damn it, it's a lot of layers. Okay, it's a lot of layers to the situation. Right. I get what both of y'all are saying, and it's. It's just business. It's 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 business, it's business. And, and that's and that's the sucky part about it. It's just business, and you really can't do much about it. But regardless, the pickle. Uh, oh my god, the Steelers are gonna find themselves in a pickle very very soon How? because Roethlisberger oh, is yeah, on his, yeah Roethlisberger's gonna be good. Bell is on his way out. You have James Conner, but we don't know. We still don't know who what he's about. We yeah. know what he can do, but we don't know. What type of productivity he could give to the team? So, I mean, we gotta start thinking like the Steelers. If they don't win a championship, their windows closing. Yeah, their windows closing. It's closing fast. If they don't win a championship this season, that's it. They gotta hit the reset button because I'm under the impression Ben is gonna retire after this season. Then after that, Bell's gonna be gone. Antonio Brown's gonna be like, damn, am I the only one here? Something to think about. All right, next segment. So last week on the podcast, me and Talo, towards the end, had a little, uh, little uh, debate about sidekicks. Because yeah, we'll he wanted to refer to me as a sidekick, which I'm not. Right. But but <laughs> check yourself. So okay. this is me. Stop playing with me. So. I kind of dismissed Pippen as being the best 
sidekick of all time. And I told you stay tuned for this particular subject. And we're going to talk about it right now. So, <laughs> fellas, who is the greatest NBA sidekick of all time? I want to start with. No, let no, start. no, please, no, please no. Please no. Let me start. Why not? Why do I have to start? As a matter of fact, go ahead. Please you start. start. Go ahead. Start. No, start, Nate. The greatest sidekick of all time, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, Lord. Shaquille O'Neal is the greatest sidekick of all time. Is this for the exit at, right? Let me just... What are you talking about? Who, is this the door? How, how is he not a sidekick? Is this the door? Can it, I just it, walk it, out? It's, Can listen, I just man. walk out? Why would you walk out? Shaquille O'Neal was the sidekick? Yes. Dive in, bro. Seven. I'm calling my Uber right now. The only, reason, <laughs> listen, the only reason why I'm saying this right now is because when he was on the Magic and when he was on the Lakers, this was the exact. What do you hold on? What was the issue? Brother, brother, hold what's on. The issue? Brother. Wait, wait. He was the sidekick to Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I'm listen. I apologize for yelling, but nah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, uh uh. Uh uh. No. No. I, I can't believe you know what? just said we, that. Let me calm down. Face. Let me calm down. Please explain what's Go going on what I just said. Penny Hardaway was good, but about? he was no damn Shaq. Or have you lost your damn mind? Listen, 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 listen. Please explain. Please. Without Penny, Shaq was never doing this the way he was doing it, right? So what the hell was Penny? Uh, what the hell was Penny Shaq? Penny was scoring. Penny was passing. Penny Who do you was think paying. Penny would have been without Shaq? Penny was Penny. What are you talking about? Wait, would they make the finals? Would they beat Jordan? That's that's not that's okay. Well, that's two different things. Obviously, with Penny, hold on, hold on. With Penny and Shaq, they still didn't make the. They still didn't beat Jordan, right? They still didn't make the finals. They beat Jordan. They, they the beat finals. Jordan, they but they didn't. Okay, yeah, they still didn't make the finals. So Anderson messed up the whole series, so, but you know. So yeah, whether Shaq was there or not, that doesn't matter. But Penny Hardaway himself was the star. Was he? Yeah, for me, in my opinion, that's what I thought. I mean, think about it. And the only what? reason why Shaq was a star on the Lakers is because people are nowadays saying that Kobe didn't do anything. That Shaq all of a sudden is now Let me stop become... You. Please stop. Let me yeah. stop you. Talk to me. You, know, you do know that when Shaq went to the Lakers as a free agent, yes. that was considered one of the biggest free agent signings of all time. Of course. You want to know why? Because Shaq, cause Shaq was an absolute locomotive. Look. On Orlando, was guarding who was guarding Shaq that was as good as Shaq. Only David Robinson at that time. Maybe a lot of morning. Okay, so of course, no, I'm not creating your point. I'm making your. I'm making my point known by saying Shaq had nobody on his level. Kobe had to play somebody that was either on his level or slightly. Right under him. Every single time. So wouldn't that want you to make Shaq... That's an even bigger reason to make Shaq... No, it's not guard. because Shaq didn't have competition. It's, that's, that's, not even, that's not the fact. Exactly. No, no, no. The fact is, yeah. Shaq was... All right. I don't want to seem like we're attacking him, so I'm just going to talk. You you are. It's, it's more no, of an wanna, attack because just, you're not understanding my point of exactly. I'm trying, what I'm saying I'm, is Kobe had to play me, people like me, Tracy I'm, McGrady. I'm really trying to. Okay, so... I just can't. How? You're it's telling me my stuff. How? To say that Kobe was the lead guy and Shaq was the sidekick? 
during the 76ers and, and Lakers finals, right? What was the matchup that everybody wanted to, to look at? What was the matchup that you were watching? What did you want to see? AI. And yes. versus Kobe. Kobe. I, I actually, Nobody. actually, you know what? You may, not, you may be wrong about that, both of y'all. How? Because there was a way to stop Kobe somewhat. You could contain him, but not not. You was never really stopping, stopping him. You was never stopping. Him. I, I, you could, you could contain him. Okay. But the real matchup people were looking at is how is, was it Matumbo that was the center? Yep. How is Matumbo going to contain contain Shaq or anyone else going to contain Shaq? I think I think that his, was, I think his back was Matt Geiger. Who that's was, his sidekick. That's, that's Kobe's either. sidekick. Literally every time the AI contained him or somebody double teamed him, who did he who did Kobe pass to? Shaq. Yes. Sidekick. When the superhero needs help, he passes to the sidekick. Correct or not? Listen. That's a perfect example. It's a perfect example. So what are you You're saying right. right now? What I'm saying is... That's a sidekick. What, what I'm saying is... Shaq, you had to have a tremendous... It's spectacular game to take him out of his game. Of course, oh. because nobody was as big as him. Nobody. Was that's the point. That doesn't make you. That doesn't make you. That doesn't make you the star. That doesn't make you the star. How does that not make you the star? If you dominant player on the team, why wouldn't that make you the star? But the offense didn't. Okay. That's like that's like saying, oh. LeBron, he couldn't do it by himself, so he had to pass out to Kyrie. So Kyrie is the main guy. No, you you're proving my point. LeBron was a star, and every time the Heat people, all right, you know what? You know what? I feel I feel like we should move on to who yeah. Let's, can we, let's see. Like, who's telling? Yeah. Let's say my soccer game. We're gonna get back to you, please, because I want to I want to see how this goes. My all time greatest sidekick. I'm looking you dead in the face right now. Scotty Pippen. That's terrible. Scotty Pippen. That's terrible. Why is it terrible? You just named, you just called Shaq the sidekick. Don't talk to me. No, about I'm not saying talent wise. I'm saying out of all sidekicks, you pick Scottie Pippen. Why not? Why is Scottie Pippen a bad, a bad? Uh, There's so pick? many other people that are is better than Scottie Pippen that you can obviously pick. Here's the, okay, here's the thing, right? When I you're thinking of sidekick as the best player to ever be next to an even better player. No, I'm not. I'm thinking of somebody that can help. With that player, and yeah, be is that not what Scottie Pippen did when he was, when he was uh teammates with Jordan? It took him some time. Yeah, it, 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 it took him some time, but right. What's your point? Because well, it took him time to go. No, 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 that. no. no that's not, not my point. Bad. I don't think it is as bad as Nate thinks it is. It's not that well, bad. Jordan it's not. One six but without Scottie Pippen, without without Scottie, without the help of Scottie Pippen, would he have won six rings? No, but Absolutely he would have yeah. won more than two. I can say that. Would he have won six? Would he have gotten to six total rings without Scotty Pippen? No. Right. He was still going to win. Right? Or wrong? Would he have won six? He might have won. He could have won two. No, it's not, it's not could. He would have won. He would have won. Okay, two. Two against six. Okay. So if you have a so, sidekick, question. If you have a sidekick, that's the difference between two championship rings and six. Wouldn't that qualify as making him probably the best sidekick ever? No. He can get you four extra so now, rings as opposed so now, to two if it was if just If you want to talk about rings, right? Here's my point with Kobe. If Kobe has more rings than Shaq, and if Kobe has more rings with, with uh, him without Shaq... Which he doesn't. He does not. Listen, 
I know that. Can I oh, make up for it? Go ahead. Cut me off. Go for it. If Kobe had more rings without Shaq, but Shaq doesn't have more rings without Kobe, who's the psychic? See, you're, you're talking, not t- you're not taking into account. We're talking that. about that specific time. We're not talking about all time. You're taking it as. Let me just. You're taking. We're talking about that particular time frame. I don't. I don't. In that particular time frame, Shaq was the better player. Kobe became the better player throughout his career, but Shaq was the better player at that time. Shaq was the no, focal was, point. Yes, he was. He was. Come he was. On, he was man. the most. Do- all right. He was more dominant. Obviously. Yeah. That means he was the better player. No, he doesn't. No, it does not. Okay, okay, hold on. I'm going to get him right here. Please. Is there a player better than LeBron James in the league right now? Go ahead. Go ahead and say it. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's exactly the point he's trying to make. But he's not. All right. He's not the most dominant player. LeBron's not the most dominant. I'm going to catch him later with the GOAT thing, so don't bring LeBron up. That's. To- We're not even going to talk about that today. Yeah. Um, so, like I was saying, being the most dominant doesn't mean that you were the best player in the league. What is your definition of dominance and greatest? Please explain to me the okay. difference. So, in my opinion, dominance means yes, you, you can Nobody dominate. Nobody can stop. Yeah, exactly. But that doesn't mean you're the best player in the game because right now the most dominant player in the game, if we're talking, is Anthony Davis. So, if you don't make that face, you've got to be kidding He's the me. The most if you dominant think, player. Anthony Davis isn't the most dominant player right now. If he felt like it, he can score 50 every game. If he felt like it. Right or wrong? That, that is correct. Case. Okay, so he's case. definitely the most dominant player. Now, is he the best player in the league? No. LeBron, of course, is going to be the best player in the league. But he's not the most dominant player in the league. So that doesn't make him the greatest. So that's how... What I'm trying to say with... Of course, Shaq is the most dominant player we've ever seen and probably is going to see for a long time. But that does not mean that Shaq is the greatest player of all time. So, what are you saying right now? I'm not saying he's the greatest player of all time. I'm but you're saying, saying that he was the most dominant player on that he team. Was, he was definitely, but he wasn't the greatest player on that Kobe team. Kobe was definitely the sidekick. Kobe was not that, the sidekick. During that Phil Jackson, Shaq... If, even if you want to say he was a sidekick, Kobe was a sidekick for about a season. Out of the three people. Because Kobe started, if you forgot, after a one, Kobe started getting better and better and better. Nate, please explain. After that Indiana Pacers finals, was there a drop off in Shaq's performance? Yes. In what area was there a drop off? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Explain to me. I'm ignorant. When When Kobe stepped up, there was a drop in Shaq. They were both neck and neck. Now I get what I know what you're trying. I know what the oh, point you're trying to make. Wow, I know wow, the point you're trying to make. Wow. There were games that Kobe had better statistics than Shaq, but when it came down to it, oh, wow. who was they giving the ball to? Of when, course, I'm going to give the ball to so, Shaq. So that makes because, him the lead guy, right? No, that means he's the most. Do- if I know that, if I pass it to you, you're going to score regardless. Who was the focal point of that triangle offense? Of course, it was Shaq, but that's how a triangle offense is run. It's not. It's not ran for. All right, come on. Nate, be lo- be reasonable here. If if Shaq was the main focal point of the offense, and he's the person you want to give the ball to, wouldn't that make your him the lead greatest, guy? And then your walk- greatest sidekick is Scottie Pippen, right? I don't understand why you think that's such a bad thing. <laughs> because that's your greatest sidekick, Brandon. Hold up. Who's your a favorite top sidekick? Top fifty player of who's all your, time. What who's you your think? favorite sidekick? My my. 
best sidekick of all time is Kobe Bryant. Okay, wow. listen, I'm gonna say this for, for probably the fiftieth, sixtieth, ten thousandth time. Kobe Bryant is my favorite athlete of all time. I stand for him. He is my favorite. I want to meet him one day. Okay, but as a guy who loves sports and a guy who prides himself on being fair, I have to be objective here. Kobe Bryant, in his first couple of years, he was he was good, but he wasn't there. He wasn't at that superstar plateau. Exactly. And you got you also got to remember too, because I'm getting reminded on Twitter by the stupid Kobe haters that Kobe <laughs> had some bad games in the postseason, which Shaq had to pick him back up, and they would go forward. With that being said, Kobe Bryant. Really hit his stride at the Pacers finals. He outplayed. Well, I want to see outplayed Allen Iverson, but he told Allen Iverson, "You may be the MVP, but I am right there with you in terms of the skills uh, category." Exactly. And even two thousand and two, when they took on the Kings, and while Shaq was getting absolutely pummeled throughout that series, who was there to pick Shaq up? It was Kobe Bryant. Exactly. New Jersey Nets series. I want to say it was game three. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely took over that game. Because Shaq, Shaq was struggling. Mm-hmm. But. Let me ask you a question, Nate. How many finals MVPs have Kobe won with that, Shaq. That, that's not fair. That how is that not fair? That's not fair. How is that not fair? Of course, Shaq is going to shine through because there's nobody on his level. Out of the out of the teams that they played, who was their star player? Allen Iverson. Who, who guarded Allen Iverson? Remind me. Kobe. Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. You had Jason Kidd. Right. He's being guarded by Derek Fisher, but go ahead. Yes, but they still switched a mult a yeah, lot. Yeah, I know. Lot. I know. I'm, I'm talking about the primary defender, but go ahead. Okay, so just off of those two alone, those are legends, right? Mm-hmm. Hall of Famers, right? Correct. Okay, so who was Shaq playing against? Matumbo, an old washed-up Matumbo. Correct. And who was on the nest? Tom McCullough. Tom McCullough. Tom McCullough, but McCullough. We, 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 Whatever we you want to say. I don't even remember his name. I don't remember his stats. You want to know why? Because, of course, Shaq is going to outplay him because no one can guard Shaq at all, right? Because of his size. Kobe was the one with all the work still putting up numbers, still defending, getting back on defense right after he finished scoring on the other team relentlessly. Mm. So how is is Kobe going to outplay Shaq when he's guarding – Everything. Now you know what the great ones do. They do it all, which Kobe does. That's uh, that's true. So what do they do? What you know? They they point out a matchup, mm-hmm. and they say, "I'm going to eat you alive." Yep. That's what Shaq did to every almost every defender. That's not named David Robinson. To every defender he's faced. Now, and literally, that is the point that we're making. So me, what if his competition wasn't that good? I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm about to prove your point. Go ahead. But prove that my point is great. Go ahead. <clears throat> Shaq's biggest competition was David Robinson, right? Correct. Now, Kobe had Tracy McGrady, Allen Iverson, and still shined on him, still scored on him, 
still did this and that. When Shaq faced another great, what happened? Why didn't he shine through? Why didn't he play defense and score like he does against any other bother, any other person if he was so dominant? Please explain that to me. Did you listen to me when I was just talking? You let you changing the narrative. I'm not changing the narrative. Not the greatest what I'm saying, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when he's playing somebody that's as good as him, he doesn't perform. Correct. He performs, but I mean, it's, it's not, not it's as not, good it's as not, Kobe. It's not Shaq standards. It's not as good as Kobe. It's not Shaq standards, but Kobe standards is. It doesn't matter who I'm playing. I'm going to drop these amount of points, and I'm going to play defense as well. But was that always the case? Majority of the time, yes. But of course, was it always the case that Shaq played somebody as good as Shaq? But it was the majority of the case, right? Was it majority of the case that Shaq was playing somebody as good as Shaq? No, 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 no. no. Because we no. we talk, 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 talk about performance. Answer we talk the, about performance. And, Okay, so when Shaq is playing somebody as good as Shaq, how is his performance? It's not Shaq's standards. When Shaq plays Yao, what happens? Shaq is the dominant Yao. And, do, and, and Yao used to dominate Shaq. So how can we... What are you talking about? That's literally... It doesn't when matter. Shaq it doesn't matter. Playing, if they go back and forth, that, exactly. that doesn't matter. Exactly, back and forth, right? Now... Didn't Allen Iverson and Kobe go back and forth too? Yes. But what I'm saying is that Kobe had more players that was as so, good as him. Just so the actual... I, okay, go. So, no, continue. Good. You said that there was nobody as good or at, at Shaq's level when he played them, right? Yeah. So You're you going to name about Kobe, five people. Right. So are you saying that Kobe had people that were at his level when he played against them? Of course. So wouldn't that mean that Kobe... If he's, at, if he's playing people that's at similar levels and Shaq is... Levels and levels and levels beyond whoever you can play. It's what not, did that make sense? But that didn't make Shaq Shaq. It's Shaq's fault that nobody could defend him, nobody could stop him. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, when Shaq's playing somebody that's good, it doesn't happen. It's it's not the same performance. I'm not now. Don't get me wrong, Shaq. Of course, you're the greatest center of all time. Debatable. But what I'm saying, and then Brandon says Shut debatable. And I love I love Shaq, but it's debatable. But go don't ahead. name any center that played in the seventies, please. I'm not. I'm. I'm not a Wilt so guy. So don't even. So don't would you, even. Who would don't, you even put? Kareem's right there with them. What are you doing? He's right there with them. What are you doing right now? What? That's another debate for another day. But Kareem is right there with them. The don't. Man, don't be disrespectful. He had the. He had the one listen, move that was listen, unstoppable. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. We'll talk about this in the next week right. because this is gonna be. We're, all next week we're talking about the greats. We're gonna have a great week. That's what we're talking. About. A great week. A great podcast. Okay. So from Nate the Great. From Nate the Great. At its best, you already know. Uh, back to killing both of y'all on your points. What are you about to say, Tyler? I had a question for both of y'all. Please ask. I don't mind, right? So I mind that. You both laughed when I said Scottie Pippen was the greatest. I didn't laugh. I I did. I laughed at his reaction. I definitely laughed at you. Right. Why did you laugh? Question. Before you answer that, right? Mm-hmm. What's what's your definition of a sidekick? My definition of a sidekick is elevating the star player and elevating the team. Right. So would you say that a sidekick, one great quality would be to know your role and to play that role to its maximum potential without any distractions or disruptions? Yes. When you say Scottie Pippen did that, Scottie Pippen knew his role. He knew that Jordan was the guy. He understood he was the sidekick. And he played that role. If you mention Kobe or even Shaq, there was there was dysfunction there. That's why Scottie Pippen is the quintessential sidekick. 
He knows his role. He knows who's the guy. He knows what his role is, and he goes and he does it. But eight time, eight time All Defensive Player, top five fifty player of all time. When Shaq, I mean Shaq, when Jordan left, he still led the Bulls to a fifty six win team. And when he came back, he didn't even he didn't budge. He understood Jordan was the guy when he came back, and he played that sidekick role to a T. So it's just I don't understand why that's laughable to you. Because to me, Scottie Pippen is the ultimate sidekick. So, wait, before you answer that, are you basing Scottie Pippen being the greatest sidekick in part of him not being part of any scandals of any sorts? No, I'm basing it off the fact that you've never heard of Scottie Pippen trying to overtake Jordan or take or be the guy. Scottie knew that he was number two. He knew he was the sidekick, and he fulfilled that sidekick role to a T. There's a lot of players that, that knew their role and did great. That were you named, than you named Shaq. You named Kobe. I can name Well, any one of those, those were, they were alpha quality. They had alpha dominant mentality and alpha dominant personality. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was a sidekick? Please, so David about? Robinson, yes. That was no, that's a close one. one. David, he knew Tim Duncan was the guy. It took him a while maybe to get into that role, but David Robinson, he understood that he was Okay, so it's close, but no. Cause what Duncan got drafted what, ninety eight, ninety nine? Yeah. And that was that was close. And Dwayne Wade Dwayne I think quietly Dwayne Wade. Was if, a, if you say LeBron was the sidekick in that situation, absolutely what, not. What are you saying right now? I'm saying that you, you if if you're bring, if you're trying to say his name to bring up um to you I'm know, naming up, better sidekicks than Scotty Pippen. But you also have to take tenure into accountability too, longevity. To be a a one year sidekick or a two year sidekick in one championship. See, I, I agree with that, but also yeah, me. you know. Why does that? Because that, that can take away. From, then that takes away from me saying that Shaq and him saying that Kobe was sidekicks because they didn't stay together forever. Be, but the why, reason why, why didn't they stay? Why didn't they stay together forever? That doesn't. That just doesn't. Answer the question, please. Why didn't they stay together forever? That doesn't have anything to do off you the just court. The off the court. Often. It was, was on the court. It wasn't it was, even off it wasn't, the court. It, it was involved. no. When it was on the court, they still had. Yeah, they, they had, still they still were playing. Yeah, they still were playing. That, that's off the court. They were doing that, but they were still playing as a team regardless. How do you think they were still so dominant? Exactly. So you can't say that. I can't say what. You can't say that they had their their issues because obviously yes they had their issues, but they were it was never shown on the court until but it wasn't until, ever worked out either, and it broke them up. That doesn't matter. You're talking about longevity. I'm talking about who's the greatest sidekick. We're not talking about how long they stayed together. All right, you can take that sample size from when Shaq and Kobe was together and take whatever sample size, those three championships that Jordan and Scotty won, I'm still going to take Scotty. Just See, based on the fact that Scotty, I think Scotty's underrated. He, like, there has to be something for somebody that knows their role and knows what their job is. Now, don't get me wrong. I, yeah, I, will, I definitely He took that. a lot of pressure off Jordan by guarding the best offensive player on the other team. They switched, but for the most part, Scotty took that role. And that allowed Jordan to be Jordan and play offense the way he played it. Well, so it's, well when I was saying Kobe, and I hope when you were saying Shaq, 
The only reason why I said Kobe is because not only did Kobe bring the best out of Shaq, and I think vice versa as well, I believe that when I think about sidekicks, I think about the dominance of the sidekicks. And when I take that into account, Scottie Pippen's up there, but Dwayne, Dwayne Reed's like right up there too. And if you want to dig down deeper, David Robinson or Tim Duncan, whoever you want to decide, that's another discussion for another day. And even Kareem and Magic, one one of them's got one of them's a sidekick. So, but what you when you think about it, it's just the productivity of both, right. either Shaq or Kobe. That's so, why I'm so basing my say, So would you say that they were more dominant than those Bulls teams during that time? Well, damn, that's a good even, question. Because right, even with you saying the the side, the one two that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. most of those combinations are guard center. Correct. It was guard and forward. Right. So that has to be accounted. That has to take into account too. Yeah, but I think the it's not a big and a guard. It's two guys that are similar size, but, similar build. But it, it's it's also and just a matter of it as a big and a guard. Like I, I like, I'm just t- taking into account the scoring prowess of Shaq and Kobe. Pippen was a pro- wasn't a prolific scorer. Nope. Right. But he he could score, but he, he wasn't score. a prolific scorer. Right. That's that's why I base my argument off of Kobe being the best sidekick, at least at that time. Because after yeah. that, he was the he was the guy. My and I don't want to hear Pau Gasol was the alpha of the team. I don't want to hear no Bynum. I don't want to hear no Ron Artest, aka Metal Warpers. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't either. Because that's the narrative I see on Twitter, and I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Okay. I want to hear no more. So, what I would say right now. Before we, uh, you know, in this segment, I pretty much feel like Shaq was a sidekick, and even if you want to throw the throw in the argument that Kobe was a sidekick, they were still the most dominant two ever in history. So, in my opinion, Scottie Pippen is not better than Shaq. Scottie Pippen is not better than Kobe. You changing Scottie the Pippen? Hold on, I'm about to bring it back to you. I got you. So. With that being said, how can he be as dominant as Shaq, and how can he be as dominant as Kobe, playing people he was? We're talking sidekicks. We're not talking about dominance. We're not talking about individual. We're talking about being a sidekick. And being Kobe Shaq and Shaq. Kobe are all time. They're better than Scotty, hands Kobe, down. Kobe and Shaq, whoever you want him to be, as a sidekick. As a sidekick, they're still better than Scottie Pippen, is what I'm saying to you. Okay. No matter which one, all right? Okay. So, next segment, man. Well, just like a lot of segments on this show, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Next segment. So, on Wednesday, Albert Pujols... Moves into I forgot what place is it? Sixth, all Sixth time. place all time with home run six hundred and thirty one. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he won't pass the all time record, but I think we could just marvel <clears throat> at the greatness of Albert Pujols. So this came to mind, considering how great Albert Pujols actually is. But where does he rank among? The, all the greatest plays that we've seen in the past 20 years. Where does Albert rank? 
In the past 20 In the past years. 20 years. That's a tough one. Do I have to dive in or y'all got... I would like for you to go first. Just because I want to see where your mind's at. Alright. Let me preface my comments by saying I'm a Cardinals fan. Albert Pujols is my favorite baseball player of all time. I am regretfully am going to place him number two in the past 20 years. And who do you have number one? The number one greatest player in the past 20 years is that man in Detroit. The first baseman, Miguel Cabrera, is the greatest player in the past 20 years. Now, I see your face, and I don't know why that is your face. You want to know why? Look at the numbers this man has put up in the past 20... Well, I'm not going to say these past 20 years. He haven't been playing in 20 years. But since he's entered the MLB, other than, I guess you could say, last year, maybe the year before, you have never heard of Miguel Cabrera having a bad year, a down year. That's true. That is true. He, and and let, let's, 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 let's remember, too, this is the only man that has won the Triple Crown in this decade, and even the last decade, even the decade before that. This man is a hitting machine. And, go, wait, go ahead. I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. No, 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 no. I want to I hear it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because your face is intriguing me right now, and I just want to know where I'm going wrong with this. You're not wrong. You're not wrong with what you're saying about how great... Miguel Cabrera is mm-hmm. all of the things you just pointed out. Pointed out triple crown, consistent gives you thirty, forty home runs, hundred and twenty RBIs, three hundred plus hitter. Talk year. on it. I just it's just something about Pujols. I can't. I have Pujols one as the greatest player in the past twenty years. I just those first ten years in St. Louis. He was arguably the greatest player in baseball. And I don't know. I just To be quite honest for me, man, I honestly think it's still Derek Jeter. Like I don't think anybody had a leadership quality like he did. I don't think anybody was doing the things in the clutch moments besides of course Pujols, Aaron Rodgers uh Rodriguez and Else. But you just who's your number one? You, yeah, my, Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera. Exactly, and Cabrera. So, who really was doing a leadership role while backing everything up besides Derek Jeter on the best team in the decade? You're right, but let me um, let me go through these um batting averages from Miguel Cabrera since he came into the league in 2003. Okay. Buckle in. This is going to get really ridiculous. 268, 294, 323, 339, 320, 334 his his batting average, right? His batting average. Okay. So 
Can we talk about those are ridiculous? Now, obviously, Pujols has the home run edge, and I think that's what gravitates baseball fans more to. Does that make you the better player? What that his his hits? Yeah, that doesn't make it. It doesn't make it. We're not talking about who has the best hitting average. We're talking about who's the best player. But that's understood. But if we if you want to talk about just players that when you, when you go up against because like is we have Barry Bonds when he came up to the plate you feared him yeah, he was because he was feared juiced. he so what he knew how to hit the damn ball Stop it. he was juiced Stop he, it. I'm not taking I'm not oh, discrediting no I'm not was, discrediting yeah, I hope the not fact that, I'm not discrediting the fact that he was hitting of course he was a monster he knows how to swing. But at the end of the day, he was juiced. I'm talking if if you if you want to talk about somebody who knew how to hit the ball and had pure power, we're talking about Bo Jackson, right? We're talking about David Ortiz, right? We're talking about Bryce Harper, right? We're talking about Mike Trout. We're talking about a lot of people that can hit with power. We know that. I'm not I'm not taking that away from Barry Bonds, but what I'm saying is he was juiced. Other people had natural talent, natural gifts. You see, natural gifts and natural talent. Let's. Let's be careful with that. Because... What? How do you despite... compare Barry Bonds to Pujols? Was Pujols juiced? That's, no, 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 no. No. You're, no, you're flipping it. You're flipping it on me. My point I was making was, regardless if he was juiced or not, you feared Barry Bonds when he came to the plate. Just like you feared Albert Pujols. Forget the juicing aspect. Because my take on it, is Barry Bonds, and you should you should agree with me with this. Barry Bonds should be a Hall of Famer. He should be. He should be a Hall of Famer. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'm not. I'm telling you right now. Of course, Barry. I respect his game. I respect him as a person. And I respect him as a player. But what I'm saying is, it was a point in time when he was juiced, and of course, the entire league is going to be fearful of the guy who can swing the bat. Before getting next, your question. Sammy Sosa was was really good in his prime. Did he instill the same fear that Barry Bonds instilled in pitchers? Or how about Rafael Palmeiro? Okay, so you're bringing okay, obviously not. But what I'm saying so is, why? they were all juice. Yeah, because yeah, that was that that should have been your point, right? Somebody had, okay, Barry Bonds was obviously the better hitter out of all of them, right? Correct. Before getting juice. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, when you're a great hitter and people are fearful of you once you get juiced and people are aware of that I'm going to be scared to throw the ball in your direction of course I'm going to be scared because I know what's going to happen you're going to sw- knock it out the park right all because he's juiced oh I'm not that's the issue that you're you're not, you're not getting the point you're just ignoring the fact that I'm saying he didn't need to be juiced to be fearful so of course when you're juiced up and, and you're on steroids and you're at the plate Huffing and puffing because you know what's about to happen. Everybody's in a fury because you were good without um without being on steroids, right? That's that was my point. And your point is being, your point's not being proven because what I'm saying is he was juiced. People knew. See, listen. All I'm saying is I'm not denying that he was juiced. So how does I'm that not- make him? How does that make him? Better than Pujols. I'm not saying he's better. I first of all, I never say he was better. I'm just saying he instilled the same fear that Pujols instilled and Cabrera. That was my point. Okay. 
And, and, and my, my original point was when Cabrera came up to the plate, he instilled fear in you because he could take you yard, he could take you to the gaps, he could do every he can he was a natural born hitter. Pauls is that too. But we're not talking but, about a hitter, we're talking about player, and that's why I'm bringing up Derek Jeter. Right. That's what I'm saying. Hey, that's that that's fine. But all I'm saying is, we can talk about hitters, bro. I'm am t- t- we're talking about players. I, I I get that, but I understand feeling is a big part of the game. But when you're hitting, when you're consistently hitting 300, people are going to say you're one of the best players in the game. Of course, players, right, of course, players. of course, of right. course. But that's just hitting. I I get that, but, a, but 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 let's. But go, right. go ahead, go ahead. I'm yeah, because I mean hitting is a big part, and that's the exciting part. Field is not that exciting. So when you're doing good at something that most people only care, fielding is excite is as, as exciting not, as hitting. You made a face. I'm not. Oh no, 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 I'm not saying I didn't make a face towards that. I'm making a face that has nothing to do with being a better player. Right. So we're saying that the greatest scorer is the better player. In, no. In any league. That's why I picked Pujols because along with the MVP awards and the Silver Sluggers and the home runs, he, he also has Golden Gloves. He's all, he was also right. a really good leader in St. Louis. He led them to two championships. Two championships. So I factored that in too. And so that's if you want to factor somebody being a leader, and you're just and you're not giving it to Derek Jeter, then I don't know what you're talking about. That's not the only criteria to judge him on. And Jeter didn't hit well. He did. But was he a home run hitter? Was did he fear? Was you f- afraid that Derek was going no? To but guard? you were afraid that he was on the team. You, 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 you were afraid, afraid to go against Jeter. Cabrera. Okay, let me be clear about something. You were more afraid of Alex Rodriguez than Derek Jeter in a lineup. Of yeah. course, of course. But that's not what I'm. We're not arguing who's the better hitter. We're yeah, but 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 but, but 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 let's be clear about something. Despite the fact that in in Albert Pujols' Cardinals career, he's had the likes of Jim Edmonds, Scott Rowland. Even our old Lance Burke, who was still hitting, Carlos Beltran, even Matt Holiday. Now he was the guy that he that was feared. He was that guy, and like and maybe I kind of want to backtrack because he Tyler did make a good point. He had to go gloves to back it up, and and he had he had like Albert Pujols has had a he's had an excellent excellent career, but I still think Jeter's top. I'm not arguing that. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not a bad pick. Levels and certain things that Jeter didn't do that Pujols done that did he did better. I agree. He just instilled something different. I'm gonna be honest with y'all, man. It's really no. I've been. It's no. It's, it's no wrong answer. That's why I'm going back and forth yeah. with this because it is a very I'm very hard. Because I'm thinking about Cabrera too, and it, everything you brought up is like. Yeah. Like, like even his wins above replacement. I mean, yeah. I, I hate to be the sabermetrics out of the show, but. Of like, not nah, you have to take into account if you have a high war that that's that's pretty damn good. Like that, you can't deny that. I, I don't I don't like sabermetrics. I think they're overblown. But he had a three forty eight average. Like that shit is crazy. Crown Excuse my language. But so we're not ending the segment yet. Okay. I want an answer. Top five baseball players in the last 20 years. Go. Top five. Top five. I'm not going first. No one? Tyler's going first. Top five all time. I want to hear that. That's what I want to hear. I have. Are we, are, we, are, y- are we allowed to name 
players that were on steroids? Yes. Okay, I knew we were. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go first. This go is the type of podcast that we're this on. This is in no particular <laughs> order. Steroids matters. <clears throat> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I never knew. I just know that steroids matter. If you're on steroids, you're not top five for me. Whatever. Okay, continue. My top five consists of Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, Barry Bonds, wow. Derek Jeter, and Mike Trout. Okay. It's my top five. That's pretty good. I don't see any wrong answers in that. My only problem is how do you have Mike Trout underneath Barry Bonds? Do you listen? In no particular order. Put it in an order. I'm not putting it in order. That's hard. No, I'm not doing no. No, I'm not doing that. You're not gonna put that in order. You can I'm easily no. put that in no, order. No, you cannot. If you just said that Cabrera is your number one, obviously Pools is your number two. I'm obviously right? backtracking off yeah. that because <laughs> So what are you saying? What do you mean? What I'm saying? What I'm saying? I can't. I can't organize a top five. When I, I say can't. my top five, it would definitely be organized. Continue, Tyler. Okay, in the good past for you. Twenty years. In the past twenty years. I'm gonna go. Hold on. Can I ask one more question? Go ahead. Pitches are included. You can put pitches. Thank you. Okay. I'm gonna put pool hosts. Mm-hmm. Come on, pools. Pool hosts. Cabrera, Barnes, Wow, Jeter. I've never seen this. Yeah, I have the same list. Now. And my five is kind of, it might surprise you. I'm going to go Roger Clemens. Interesting. Wow. I'm going to go Roger like Clemens that. as my five. Wow. This is... The same way you brought up fear at the plate, Roger, on the mound, you were fearful and even, of And even when he came back to the Yankees in 2007, yeah, you were like, fearful of... He was if still... Roger was pitching, of every hitter was fearful. But why? He was just dominant. Yeah, he, he, he was, was steroids dominant. or not, he was just dominant. Steroids or not. Why are we putting... St- are y'all not understanding? I thought what, I'm not. I thought about Randy Johnson. Too. Are y'all Randy Johnson would have been okay. Now that would have been yeah. That would have been way Johnson. better than. I mean, I'm not okay. Let me. Let, I want to. Okay, I want to say this for for you for the listeners. I want y'all to understand something. I'm never the one to say that just because you're on steroids that you know that takes away from your whole career. But what I'm saying is, there's players that grinded for this. That grinded for the legacy that they have or the work that they put in, it paid off. When you're using steroids, I feel like that's something to where you're you're cheating. You're 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 just using something to make you better than the person that's working hard for what they what they deserve, basically. No? You don't think so? My, you don't think that my, cheating my theory is about steroids is that no one uses them to get better. They use to heal faster from injuries. No. That is not. That is not what Barry Bonds did. Even Mark McGuire did it. Yes, people have done that, but that's not what they use it for. They know what steroids does. I feel like Barry Bonds did that, and once people seen what Barry Bonds was doing, that's when they started using steroids because they seen the productivity. Exactly. So steroids doesn't. So steroids means nothing to nobody. No, that's not the point. How can he be in your top five if he's using something to enhance? Because he was still an incredible hitter. That's our point. We're not looking at the steroid part of it. Even before steroids, he was a four hundred. He was a. I I just told you that forty forty guy every year. I uh, I understand that Barry Bonds is a legend. He should be in the Hall of Fame. But what I'm saying to you that that if you're cheating. No matter how long of a period of time you did, mm-hmm. 
that take that it just doesn't bring you in my top five because that's like saying I'm sorry to always revert to basketball, but that's like saying Jordan did steroids, but since he was so elite, he's still number one. He's not gonna be number one. He so, can't. LeBron, if the same thing would have happened to him. We found out years later he was on steroids. No one's going to call him number one anymore. If you want to revert to football and you want to say Tom Brady was on steroids, he would never be number one because all of that would be tarnished. So you cannot put him in the top five. My top five consists of nobody on steroids. So what's your top five? Yeah, so Cabrera. Top five? That's, I would say, I would say, After I would you say. you just made this big case for Jeter, you're going to put. Oh, no, I forgot. Yeah, this is in order. My bad. So Derek Jeter, okay. Cabrera, Pujols, Mike Trout. And then I would say David Ortiz. But I'm only being... Okay, look, 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 look. I'm only being biased. I'm only being biased because I'm a Red Sox fan. And the only fact that I'm saying he's number five to me is because the the way... I don't know. If you, you guys are saying that people feared people on the mound. I mean, people that were on the, by the, on the plate. David Ortiz was feared. You're right. So, I do understand if you want to use that fear factor, that's definitely one of the people that I can say, if you saw David Ortiz, you wasn't about to go head-to-head with him. You were going to either let him walk or use him to throw your best pitch. Can you give us your real number five? I'm waiting for it. Yeah, can you give us your real number That's five? my number five. That's definitely my number five. That's blasphemous. That's, num- that's, that, that's number blasphemous. Five. Okay, if I, if, I wanted, if I would replace, if I would replace him, I would say... I have two other players that I can replace him with. I would say A Rod, and I was. What? That's bad? Can you take steroids? Okay, we're using. Yeah, we're using steroids. Okay, cool. Great. So if we're doing that, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Cause you, you, I, you just made a whole it. speech about Literally. steroids. Okay, so then let me see David Ortiz then. You said two people. What's the other person? The other person is going to be. Dad, don't judge me because he's a pitcher. Okay. I'm fine with that. Thank you. If you make sense. Sabathia. <laughs> Kershaw. <laughs> Those are two people right you there. You should have said Kershaw at first. It doesn't matter who Sabathia I say first. Because Sabathia was no disrespect to Yeah, because you're, you're making but it seem please, like he's not good. But no, pri- no, you have to prioritize who he was and what type of player? Well, you guys have a problem. Known. You guys have a problem with my number five, so I'm going down. I'm going down the list. So. You just you said it yourself. You were being biased. Okay, so I went down the list, and now I'm saying. So Kershaw. would your unbiased pick still be Ortiz? If you weren't being biased at all, you would be Kershaw. Okay. Okay. What's the What's the I problem? Just, I just what's the problem? Understand. I can't believe you. What's the problem? So let me ask you a question. Kershaw. Clemens and Randy. Well, Kershaw, I, I think Kershaw is very dominant. I mean, and like, his right, reign of dominance. That playoff. Yeah, the playoff right, play, yeah. play thing, it hurts him. Everybody take that it away, hurts him. I don't know what to tell you. But if you had to win a game, are you taking CeCe Sabathia or are you taking, like, some Max Scherzer with Justin Verlander? No. I'm not taking anybody. Besides Kershaw, if I need to win a game. Oh hell no no okay you're tripping you're tripping because how are we wait are you talking about pitches or you, what are you talking about? if you have to win one game you would you would choose a CC Sabathia because obviously when you, when you talk about the best pitchers of all time yes I have you a have to you, Nate. Go ahead. you watch baseball right okay and you say that CC Sabathia would be in your top five of all time right 
I mean, top five for the past two years, right? Okay, yeah. In his era, would you say he was the best pitcher in baseball? I wouldn't say best pitcher, but he was damn near one of them. Okay, because I knew a guy. White who, guy. Who are you by the name? He he played in Canada. Who then he came and name? played in Philadelphia. Who are you by the name? His name Roy? was Roy Holiday. Rest in peace. Okay. Rest in peace. Okay, okay. Roy Holiday. That all right. He also had Cliff Lee. Nah, Cliff Cliff see, Lee see, was he was great, about he was great but, seasons, but we're not seasons. talking about we're talking about but, who really like yeah. had a legacy. Wait, wait, uh, Cliff Lee ain't have a legacy? Come on, bro, you can't. I mean, yeah, but was it's that not, three seasons? Three seasons? Like three seasons? Yeah, what? Yeah. Three seasons? But, bro, yes. come, be, yes. come on, come on. Wait, 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 how many years yeah, I played? Yeah, he, like, that he was good. Yeah, that he, he was, was good. good. I'm talking about as a yeah, as like a great, great, not not great, just yeah. on the team. Nah, I, nah, I'm not saying he's better than Roy Halladay, but He should be up there, in my opinion. Okay, but he's Cliff not. Lee was he's a, not on Cliff my top was a big, five. Cliff Lee was a big game pitcher. In my he's opinion. not okay, but he's not. He didn't. He's not a top five, but let's let's not, let's not forget. Sabathia. Let's not forget. He's not CC Sabathia. Let's not forget. That's all I'm saying. Let's not forget. He's not even Roy Halladay. Don't he's he's not. Roy Halladay is below CC. Please. All right, I don't mean it like that. But what I'm saying, no hitters. Okay, okay. World Series champion. It's like Young Awards. He won a World Series. Strikeout. Yeah. Did he? When he played for, did he? Nah, he ain't win a World Series. He never won. Wow. Yeah, he never won. I think because Halliday came in twenty. You sure? Two thousand nine or two thousand ten. You sure he didn't win with uh, with Philly? I don't remember. I don't know, but it's a, it's it's a. Well, listen, all I can say is, it yeah, there's no there's no bad answer, even a steroid thing. I I don't know, man. I think y'all taking away that steroids is that that that's a big thing for me, man. That that really, and I tried to even help y'all by saying Aaron Rodriguez, but Alex. Alex I mean, I, I don't know why I keep saying Aaron today. I'm sorry. Alex Rodriguez was even. Bad <laughs> man. man. That's terrible. Anyway. Greatest. Um, time Greatest. Yes. At the end of the day, we're talking about steroids. If I can't say A-Rod was the best one. Then no. He wasn't? A-Rod wasn't better than Barry Bones? Nope. Okay. Nope. I don't think so. I can't, I can't get agree with you guys. I'm a Yankees fan. I can't. I guess, man. I guess. <laughs> Right. Guess what's on your mind, right? Hey. It has to be next. Agree to disagree. <laughs> All right. Next segment. So, to cap off the episode, our last segment is what's on your mind. So, Nate, what's on your mind? So, what's on my mind, honestly, is I've been thinking about this for a long time. I think I've said it in the first past, uh First podcast, Jason Tatum is, he's the one. He He's the one that's thats basically, he's, he's the face. He's going to be the face in the NBA. When LeBron honestly starts, you know, going on, you know, his fall, when his prime is finally going down, the league is going to turn to Jason Tatum. Why? Because in his first season, he was literally... 
probably the most dominant rookie besides, you know, Ben Simmons, of course, who isn't a rookie. Um, and besides Mitchell. Donovan, yeah, of course, and besides Donovan Mitchell, you still had a player like Jason Tatum who drove you to the Eastern Conference Finals with no Kyrie, with no Gordon Hayward, with nobody. Besides another, what, player that just got into the league, Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he had Marcus Smart. He had a couple of players, Al Horford, but it wasn't to. It wasn't on the same level as Donovan Mitchell with you know Gobert. So, for me, I feel like people will need to understand that Jason Tatum is gonna be the next big thing in the NBA. His first season, he was the one of the greatest players, rookie or not, and now he's being trained by Kobe Bryant. So, which is his favorite player. The player that he, you know, follows. Player, if you ever watch both of their plays side by side, Jason Tatum is, you know, basically copying Kobe Bryant. So now that he's getting taught by Kobe Bryant, he's going to be the most dangerous player coming out of the Eastern Conference. Listen, I was going to save this for an eventual NBA prediction show. But I'm going to say it now. Jason Tatum will finish top three in the MVP voting next season. That's how special this kid is. I think he he is going to be a stud. An absolute top three. Top three. So now I'm going to say that this is my my what's on your mind. And I'm saying that Jason Tatum is going to be the face. But for next season, he's not gonna be top three. You think he'll be the face? Over no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. He's gonna be the face in the next five years. But I'm gonna challenge you now because mm-hmm. you you've sang the same praises for Giannis. I did say that. Which one? Which one is it gonna be for you? Giannis is first, but Giannis is older than Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum Correct. just got in the league, so next five years, I said Giannis is gonna be the face in the next three years. I said he's he going Anthony to. Davis. I, you, you keep bringing up Anthony Davis, and I'm trying to tell you that he's not going to be the face of the NBA. Yes, he's the most dominant player. That's perfectly fine, but he's not the face. Is that he's, because of talent, or is that because of the way he plays? It's not because of talent or the way he plays. No, where he plays. Oh, it's not? No, definitely not because where you play. I'm not going to. That's not your fault. If you I know, but I mean, like Tim Duncan was never kind of the face of the NBA, and he was he was a pretty dominant player. Arguably the greatest power forward of all exactly. time. Exactly, he was a predominant player, but, but he played he in a low market. So, do you think that factor? Nah, into he played in a low market, but his team is you. You can say that the Spurs team is one of the, probably what top two, ever, top three. The Spurs is in the top dynasty, five. or you mean? I'm talking about dynasty in the last twenty dynasty? years. Top three, top three, yeah, top three, dynasty, right? Yeah. With top so, five, maybe top five. Top so, so. Just with that being said, that was a low market team, but they still were. New, they they have talks about Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu. They that's never going anywhere. So just because you're low market where you're at, that doesn't mean that you're not you know the face of the NBA. You don't have to be on an elite team to make you the face of the NBA. True. The only person, the only reason why you're saying that now is because of LeBron. But who was who's talking about the Warriors before Steph Curry got hot? Right. So the Warriors got hot because of Steph Curry because he, you know, was a good player. So we're not talking about that. Jason Tatum is literally 
going to be an MVP in five years. I would say Giannis is going to be MVP in three years. And then Giannis is going to go downhill because Jason Tatum is not taking no prisoners. He's not. He's he's coming for everything. He's coming for... He's not just... He's, he doesn't just want to be, oh, I made it in the NBA and... Here I am. I'm scoring a couple buckets. My name is a little hot. I have a, a 89 overall in 2K. He doesn't care about that. He wants to be number one. He wants to be better than Kobe. He wants to be the Jordan of his era, of this new era, this new wave that's coming up. He doesn't just want to be a regular player. Tell him what's on your mind. What's on my mind? I'm going to switch it. I'm going to talk about combat sports, specifically boxing, right? Mm-hmm. For the better part of the past 20 years, Floyd Mayweather has been kind of the the face of boxing. True. And with him gone, there's kind of a void. And I think we've seen that next boxer that can fill that void and become that that face of boxing. Is it you? Patience. <laughs> Terrence Crawford. Now, like that. I'm not sure it's how familiar you are with Terrence Crawford, but recently he just became undisputed welterweight champion of the world. Yes, sir. He's the only undisputed champion in boxing right now. Mm-hmm. And if you watch this guy box, it's just, it's just skillful. And I think within the next three years, he'll be the face of boxing. He's not quite there yet because you still have Lomachenko and Triple G, but I think he's he's right in his legacy. Pretty soon he's he's going to be in that all the time. Talk. Yeah, I think if he's it, not there it, I think from a marketing standpoint, Triple G might be the face. Terrence Crawford is up there. He's a bad man. And um, Lomachenko has a lot of momentum. Yeah, too. I I agree. I agree with that. I don't know. But um. Who who's who's the the heavyweight? Got the bre- Joshua? No, no, other one. The one with the breeds. Wilder. Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. But he doesn't. He's not that he's, marketable. He he. I I exactly. think he is because we think about it. What did the sport of boxing will it come up on? Like what was heavyweights? Now I think for a very long time we've been yearning for that next heavyweight because yeah, ever since Tyson and maybe to a lesser extent Lennox Lewis or um. Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. So, I think from that standpoint, Deontay Wilder, even Anthony Joshua, when they square off, that might be a competition of who could be if. the face of that. Ba- if. If. Because yeah. they, need they need to make that happen. Yeah. yeah. I Actually, think it, that fight. I believe it got, uh, got confirmed. That that's no. Gonna, no. Joshua's going to fight Proveskin Instead? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And then they're going to try after that fight. Try after that? If yeah. Joshua wins, he's going to fight. Right. Wilder. So, I think that fight will... If it ever happens, I think that will determine who will be the next face of boxing. Right. Now, I can literally talk boxing all day. This is, like, second nature. Um, What's your thoughts on Crawford? My thoughts on Crawford, I've said, you know, off the record before. Crawford is going to be basically the face. He should be the face. One, because... The style, it's just everything that he brings to the ring is is something that we've been missing since Mayweather. Every everybody's greatest fear when Mayweather started getting old 
was who's going to be the next big thing in boxing? Who's going to keep boxing alive? Because every right. time... There's only... You only get a, a great fighter like Mayweather and Muhammad Ali and, and, you know, Mike Tyson, like, once or twice in one era. You'd never get somebody on that level. Terrence Crawford is becoming that person. He's becoming the person to where if you want to watch somebody flash and knock you out, to who are you going to? Right. You want to see the flash and dash. You want to see somebody who can move their feet right. and punch you as hard as they can and laugh at you right after. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. GG Triple G, he, he, he does that. He knocks you out, but there's no... Isn't marketable. There's no market with that. Right. Besides power. But that was the same thing as Pacquiao. Right. The only thing that made Pacquiao a little bit more of a star was that he had a nice personality. Exactly. He's a great guy. Exactly. I'm not saying Triple G isn't a great guy, but he's he just doesn't talk it it he doesn't talk as much. He doesn't he doesn't show you as much. He just does his thing and gets out the ring. Yeah, I agree. I and personally I, I'm a big Keith Thurman fan. I think he should be up there, but he hasn't fought in a while. Now. Thurman is a great boxer. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a great he's a boxer. Bad man. Yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. I definitely that give whole him a division now. Stacked. 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 Errol Spence is. I can't wait for them to fight. Oh, yeah. Spence. I that. feel like Crawford's still going to win. But. Yeah, but I, I still want to see it. Hey, hey man. If, when, when it happens, you know, put a couple of dollars, we'll watch it. Yeah, yeah we yeah, definitely man. do that, man. Yeah. Alright, so what's on my mind? I am so sick and tired. Of the hate towards Kevin Durant and Des Bryant. These are guys that are heavily criticized by the media because of their personalities. Now, are their personalities the best? Not exactly, but I think what we can appreciate with guys like Kevin Durant and Des Bryant, and most most specifically Des Bryant, is that they're real. They don't care about what people think. They go out there and they go do their business. I hate this notion. That Kevin Durant is soft, so I don't know why he's responding because he's not about anything he talks about. But if he doesn't respond, what's never gonna be like? He's soft. If Des Bryant doesn't speak out, he's saying he's being quiet because he wants a contract. Okay. But if he speaks out, he's bitter. He the Cowboys the the Cowboys did everything right, but he was the guy that was the the cancer, I guess you would say. The media and the fans made this disaster that has become of them. I don't call them a disaster, but the way they are today is because the media shaped them that way. They, they want to avoid everything that's in the media. They want to avoid fans because fans always badger them about the decisions that they make. Don't blame them for why they are. Look in the mirror and blame yourselves for why they are today. You made them like this. And now you're going to have to deal with them. And that's why I hope Des Bryant gets a contract soon. And he balls out. And if Kevin Durant wins another title, even though I'm sick of the word success, I'm happy. Because he is making everyone just more angry at the fact that he's still successful. Regardless of his career decisions. I mean, I agree with you. But don't you think Kevin Durant kind of brought that backlash on himself? For doing for, for the decision that he did make well, to join the well, Warriors? Well, that, that's a business decision. Like, you really can't 
you know, this is a player's career. And, and here's the hypocrisy with, with most fans. We talk about how we want players to chase rings. You want to win rings. But when they decide to take the money, they call it stupid because they're going to be stuck in the same situation that they've been in for the past how many years? Mm, that's just kind of that, different. I think that fans admire loyalty and they admire... That's why people like Kobe, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Derek Jeter, they were kind of revered. Am I saying the right word? Revered. Revered. Because they stayed with one team their whole career. They fought through the ups and downs. and they, yep. they got to the highs, they got to the lows, but they stuck around. Whereas Kevin... He was really, really close to getting so to that close. point. So was, I, I get that. Even back when they uh they played Kevin, I mean they played LeBron James in the Big Three way back when, yeah. and he almost beat the Warriors that year. So for him to almost beat them, lose three straight, and then go back, go to that team the next year. Listen, it, I I I get that, but the the fans gotta realize that. Like people talk about Kevin Durant and, and the Warriors ruining the NBA every single damn day. I I don't think because it's like I that. It's... I I don't think it's like that at all. I feel like we. All right, here's the problem. Everybody's saying that people forget about Kevin Durant being basically the number two player in the league, right? Correct. The only reason why he gets overshadowed is because of what he did and where he's at. He's literally on a team where anybody can get the ball in the starting five. And they're scoring with ease. Correct. So if you're playing with a team that the other team doesn't even know who to guard because it's so hard, of course you're going to be dominant. Of course you're going to win a ring. Of course that's going to be easy. Nobody wants I – don't, I don't want to watch basketball because I know you're going to win. I want to watch basketball for the entertainment because I know that these two teams are the best two teams, and I don't know who's going to win. Right. And to kind of piggyback off your point where you said the media makes them that way, I don't know if that's exactly true because this is the way that the fans feel. And I think with social media and things like that, fans have a have a wider horizon to, to you know, express their opinions. And I think that the media just feeds off that. Yeah. So I think that the media sees the backlash from the fans and they just, they just ride that. And even players, CJ McCollum is an example, how they feel about the decision. They think it's soft too. So it's just... It's not so much the media, it's just they're emphasizing and maybe even blowing up how everybody feels and making it a spotlight True. on his career. Exactly why I said the media has made this this storm for themselves for why Kevin Durant and Des Bryant act the way that they do. I feel the same way about Terrell Owens. And, and I think in a sense, I think in a sense, they're... All three names, they're somewhat misunderstood. A little different. I can, I can understand. Different. Yeah, I can understand Dez and Terrell. But yeah, I can't but understand. Kevin I can't Dez. because he, he brought did it, it upon he himself. Did it to himself. Yeah, he, but he, yeah, but it, it's just it's just the matter of whatever he does, whatever decision he makes, whatever he says, even even CJ McCollum even. Basically, now I understand like it was wrong of Katie to laugh at McCollum saying, "Oh, we're gonna come, we're coming to get y'all." Yeah, but, <laughs> he laughed and said, "Yeah, not winning, yeah, not winning." Yeah, but that's 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 just regular trash talk that you do on the court. But he went on Twitter and said, "Oh, that was a weak move." I and mean, he did kind of tell him on the podcast too. 
But I, mean, I think he probably just. I mean, yeah, but if you're if you're you know if you stab somebody if you stab somebody once you keep stabbing them that just makes it looks worse. Yeah. You know, so I think he has every right to be upset at McCollum and. Mm-hmm. He has every right to have the anger that he does because he's like, no matter what I do, I could be the difference between the the Warriors winning a sweeping and the Warriors winning in five games in the past two years, respectively. People are just not respecting it, and I, and he's just fed up with it. And I can I can clearly understand it. I hope to give him an edge. I want to see Kevin Durant play with him. That, that's well, who I he has just, been playing like with. LeBron played. Dude, I'm... Mean, first year in Miami. Bro, like the last two that. finals, he was playing with an edge. He wanted to He wanted to put the nail down. That's what he was... Those last... And it, I want him to do that on a team where it's not... I understand that. He's just I, 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 he's I understand just, that. He doesn't even guy. have to just do it by himself. I, I'm not saying I don't want Kevin... I want Kevin Durant to succeed. I understand your point and what was on your mind. It was people hating on the success and what they're doing. But what I'm saying to you is that, yes, Des Bryant is upset. Yes, he does have a reason to be upset. Right. But I'm not. we're not talking about that. If you're bringing up people like Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant did that to himself. The team didn't do anything to him. The team didn't make him feel like that. Right. Him and Russell were obviously best friends or you know, ride or die brothers. Too. You're doing that to somebody that was on your team. Who had your back through whatever on or off the court? Nobody could ever say that he wasn't yeah. different. Let's not act like Kevin Durant is a, is an angel. Either. Oh, I'm not. He Definitely left. not. He, he kind of he didn't say it outwardly, but he kind of emphasized the point that I can't win with Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah even, I, I totally agree. Things you know, even like the burner Twitter thing where he had that that yeah, that was pathetic in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, so let's not act like Kevin Durant. He's is not. Just, I, I trust me. I'm not saying he's an he's angel, but so but, but, but the the, the, re, the reason why he has the, has this edge on him, because I don't think Kevin Durant, I don't think Kevin Durant was always like this. He wasn't always like this. But 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 he started acting like this when people were against him going to a team that he almost beat. Yeah, I trust me, I get all of that. But what I'm saying is his anger is is somewhat somewhat justified. Only because he just because it at the end of the day at the end of the day is his life and he can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, Of course, I'm not saying I'm not telling another grown man what he can and cannot do. But what I'm saying to you is, you're not going to tell me that you're the second best player in the league on a team full of future Hall of Famers. He's starting five, in my opinion. Starting five, he's what? He's the second best. Yes, he is. He's how? How can you be the second best player? I can't tell the difference. Yeah, I really. I really can't tell. We've talked about this. I told you. Him being on the Warriors, it kind of slowed down his momentum of being that, of coming after that that crown of LeBron. It kind of slowed it down. It kind of slowed it down. Because now it's like, you can't tell the difference. You can't really tell the impact because it's they, like... They both have great numbers. Whether Kevin Durant is on the team, whether Steph Curry's there, like they flowed the same way. So you can't really judge. <clears throat> my what is my thing is, Kevin Durant's numbers is out of this world, right? Yeah. LeBron's numbers out of this world. Mm-hmm. Who has a better team? Kevin Durant, right? That says a lot too. So that's what I'm saying. So you, I can't tell that you're the second best player. So you're gonna be angry at yourself right. because I can't see that you're the second best player in the league. Why can't I see that? Because you're around future Hall of Famers. LeBron's not around future Hall of Famers twenty four seven. He's around either a team that is. One or you have literally when he was on the team with Kyrie and and Kevin Love, of course he has two future Hall of Famers playing next to him, mm-hmm. but not a starting five. That is one, right? right. So, 
I think he just doesn't care. I don't think he cares. He I, think, I don't think he cares about his legacy, but he doesn't care like if you think he's the greatest or whatever. Yeah, he just no, he does. He do- Why do you think he acts like that? If you think No, if he cared about that, he wouldn't have done what he did. He, even, he said it in interviews. He said that he wants to be number one. He, he knows but he I wants to be I think he understands that. Nobody's going to... He's been number two his entire career. He was number two in the draft. He was number two to LeBron. Like, how many... You don't think that's going to get to you? If you just keep getting, if you're the, always behind somebody else your entire career, you're, that's not gonna make you mad. But now, yeah. In Golden State, he's kind of number two. He's, yeah, he's it's, behind it's, Steph, and so that's why he's playing with a chip, and that's why everybody's having. Yes, if, come on. Steph Curry is that system. He's 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 that he's the, the reason. You seen what happened like when this. he got hurt in the playoffs? You seen the struggles. Kevin Durant's the best player, but Steph Curry makes that whole. He's system. that number one. He's that Bro. number one. And that's the that's Kevin Durant's issue. He wants to be that number one. That's why he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. That's why the debate on, you know, social media and the in the NBA is who's winning the Finals MVP, uh, Steph or KD. We always have the argument every single season mm-hmm. that they win. And he's tired of that, and I'm tired of it because I know we all know KD is one of the best players that's ever played. We know that. When it, when it goes down to it, believe it or not, our top fives might be might be locked down right now. But KD being in my top five at the end of his career, I promise you that. That should be. So, KD just needs to understand that we're not mad that you went to the Warriors or that you left uh, Oklahoma City. Know, we're upset. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. So look, 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 look. I'm not saying, not like that. We're not mad that you left Oklahoma City. We're just mad that you went to a team. That literally, you could have beat the best they team. They didn't need you. You didn't. They didn't need you, and you didn't need them. You just needed to play with your ride or die, your brother, and your team, just one more year because you literally just had them. And even if you needed one more piece, you just had them, and you took the main piece that you could have won with, which is yourself, to the team that you could have beat. That take that tarnishes everything for me. I want to Kevin Durant out. What happened to his rap career? Yeah, he needs to stick to basketball. Absolutely. He just needs to stick to basketball. Absolutely not. He can't even brush his head. I'm going to brush that pen on that pad and write some balls. Sure, you got to kill me. All right. Well, this will conclude episode number three. And this is fun, I could say. It's definitely fun. Real fun. But eventually we'll be back to our separate locations where Tyler's mic will be shuffling throughout the episode. There's no need for shade at the end. Let's end on a high note. <laughs> Listen, I shaded him on the last one. You got to get some ribbon, too. How about you shade yourself? I'll, all right, I'll shade myself. I started through every episode. Shade at, You know, come at me. <laughs> come at me. Hey, I still got the comments to do this because I love this. So, we'll see you next week. And peace out. Peace. Peace.